Welcome to Night Moods HDQ. I'm Michael. It is our Conversation Thursday on a special podcast right here on your very favorite podcast channel. Thank you for listening. You're inside the lab with yours truly. A different spin on what we do here inside the lab, separate from the, the radio show. Thank you for putting it on. And you are listening and watching live streaming to a conversation. We do this every Thursday night. And we like to bring friends coming into the, the ministry that I've been friends with. I'm messing up, but, you know, it's kind of cool when you have your your friends from a long, long time ago jump on the podcast and just have a conversation. Much relaxed as we come to the end of the bridge month here. And I'm going to be introducing you to a power couple, a sister in Christ of mine. And I'm meeting her husband got to do a meeting with them formally get down into the southern part of the mississippi but we'll see it's too hot i can't do the heat you guys know me i don't like the heat but i gotta get down there and spend some time we'll be down there in florida later on in september anyway but nonetheless you're inside the lab on this last day of june 2024 and hope you have been experiencing life in the fulfillment of everything that you have been led to do called to do and i really hope you enjoy this conversation and you can message the show nightmoodshdq at gmail.com if you would like to have a conversation ministry and marriage marriage and ministry this is the topic of the hour and everything in between welcome you in and want to introduce to you guys diana and rick hart There we go. <laughs> Lance, you're funny. He's always got jokes at me. He's like, push that button. No, push the button harder. As we're saying, we're going <laughs> to... I was like, they're on mute. And uh, I got Lance sitting back here, cracking me up over here. Welcome me into the show for the second go-around because evidently I didn't push the button hard enough, but you got to do that. Welcome to the podcast, Diana and Rick Hart, friends of mine from... Gosh, we go way back, and I'm meeting. They're still newlyweds. I have to. I have to admit, this is marriage and ministry, and these two are newlyweds, older newlyweds. So I think you're going to like tonight's conversation. Remember, you can have a question about the hearts or the conversation tonight. You can email the show nightmoodshdq at gmail.com. And remember, listen, subscribe, and share. We get more value when you share, and you get more value when you share, because we are spreading kingdom wealth throughout the earth. And so, night owls, get to your perches for a warm conversation with, I can say my good friend of mine. Now, I'm meeting Rick um, real soon, hopefully. I'll be down in Florida, like I was saying before, and I didn't push the button to bring them in to the podcast, but I'm going to be, hopefully, when I get down to Florida in September... Um, crossing over, I'll be down there for five days, but hopefully we can get something together. But I've known my sister, she's my Italian sister from another mother. Um, she is Diana Hart. I can't wait for her to get a southern accent because I'm going to pick on her for life. This is so much fun. Welcome you guys into the podcast, you guys. How are you doing? We're doing good. Thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of this broadcast. We're looking forward. 
I, well, I'm glad that you guys are my special guests. What I've been doing is bringing over everyone in my fellowship. Um, turn them up a little bit. Can you? All right, we got to turn them up a little bit somehow, some way. Into the fellowship for the first installments of our conversation Thursdays. We do this every Thursday afternoon, and it's simply a conversation. It's, and and with everything going on, our night owls don't know you, Rick, and you, Diana like I know. So go ahead and introduce yourselves to the show. I'm Diana Hart. And I am Rick Hart. <laughs> well, um, you want us to tell a little bit about ourselves? Yes, sir. You? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, we, you know, we're just simple people that love God and um, we surrendered our heart and lives uh, to the Lord you know many years back um, and the awesome thing is is that God brought us together and connected us so that we can do what God's called us to do together and we are pastors we minister in a church here in Mississippi and Moss Point and uh, we're just excited about what God is doing Moss Point Mississippi Marriage That's and right. ministry, ministry and marriage in Moss Point. What is life like? For those, cause we, for, if you don't know, we have night owls from around the world. But where in the world is Moss Point, Mississippi? I was calling the Mossberg, Moss Gross. I was <laughs> so off, so off. Well, we're on the beautiful, sunny Gulf Coast of Mississippi. And uh, we're right on the line of Alabama. Uh, just a little ways away from uh, Mobile, Alabama. Most people know where Mobile, Alabama is. Mm -hmm. And then uh, a lot of people know where Biloxi, Mississippi is, yeah. known as uh, Little Las Vegas now. But uh, we're probably 20 minutes drive down the road uh, from our church, Biloxi, Mississippi. So uh, we're in a really beautiful area. You can't get any further south. And uh, where we live, we live on the, on the beach, and um, so we—that's uh, where we reside, and that's where we pastor. And we call that surf ministry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is beautiful down here. It really is. What? It's a pretty tropical environment all year round. All year you round. Yeah, it's, you know. So, to Diana, she's gonna have to really get used to that because, uh, you know, really, yeah, it, it's a very rare thing if you ever even get flurries. There's no snow here, Michael. <laughs> oh, especially, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's nice too. Uh, the temperatures are really nice, pretty much all year long. Now, right now, we're getting into some really hot weather. And so uh, I told her the other day, I said, you hadn't seen anything yet, baby. It's going to get a lot hotter and more humidity. Now, I mentioned um, that you guys are newlyweds, and you're still under a year. Is that right? I can't. Yeah, you guys are under a year, yeah. right? July 12th will be one year. July 12th. Well, welcome to Night Moods on an upcoming anniversary. July 12th, one year. Now, how did you guys meet? You know, we're talking about marriage and ministry ministry and marriage how did you guys get together what was it like in the the beginning stages because 
maybe they don't understand you are long distance in relationship, in fellowship. How do how did this one how does how this work? How does this work? Diana, why don't you tell? So, uh, Michael, and to, to all the listeners, a little bit about myself first. So, I'm also a prophet called into the prophetic, and um, my ministry really is to single women. Um, I do have a passion for single women mm-hmm. and their struggles and what they go through. Um, and also, I do have a clothing t-shirt website as well mm-hmm. um, so I can share that on my own, my own website so if anyone's interested in t-shirts uh, faith faith offering uh, scripture verse uh, you know t-shirts just let me know and I can get you the link um, and then you know how we met of course Facebook um, but the Lord was really really in this because he kept giving us confirmations mm-hmm. yeah. I think and that's what you need to look for and the peace of God really was in our hearts you know and of course the Lord you know he gave us confirmations and I think for women because I went through a lot of counterfeits mm-hmm. <laughs> as you know Michael mm-hmm. so a lot of counterfeits and I could basically <laughs> tell what a counterfeit looks like okay so um but to all the single women you know that are listening of course the best thing the holy spirit will let you know if you have uh, a red flag that's basically the holy ghost you know let you know there's something wrong here okay so i had totally the piece of the peace of god and the more i spoke to rick I kept getting confirmations, like big confirmations from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the big thing is, Michael, when when you have peace about someone that you're talking to, that's a big, big intricate, you know, big sign that that person is probably the one, you mm-hmm. know. And obviously, the Lord's confirmation is even a bigger sign mm-hmm. that that person, you know, can be the one. And Rick also wants to share some thoughts as well. You know, um, how we came together, we were friends on Facebook, but I did not know her. She didn't really know me. We were just friends. You know how you get friends on Facebook? A lot of times they have other friends that you're mutual friends with. Right. And um, I'm a minister. I've been in the ministry for many years. And um, Diana, the same. And somehow or another, we connected in as friends on Facebook and uh, and how we actually came together and became uh, a couple is I think it was pretty unique but I just happened to I, I mean I've been seeking the Lord the Lord had give me a word a word several words and how that uh, she was supposed to be you know the wife that he had promised me and and I had already set some boundaries in my mind that I would not even consider someone that I could not have a personal relationship and get to know. I did I would not consider a long distance relationship, in other words. And um, so, just like Diana was saying, she she had some counterfeits. Well, I'd have some counterfeits too. And so I was at the same position and place that she was. That we were tired of the counterfeits. We were not playing games no more. Mm-hmm. We 
business. You know, we're not out just to find a date or a connection or a hookup. We want the one that God has for us. And so, in saying that, I, for some reason or another, she began to pop up in my feed. Here I am living in South Alabama at that time, and she's up in Chicago. She started popping up in my feed. We had no connection. We had not been talking, never met her face to face. But here she would pop up, and every time I would see her, I could see the glory of God on her. And as part of my calling, I'm a prophet as well, and of course a pastor, and work in the apostolic. But, you know, I could see things about her and her calling. And I, I would just, in the early few times that, I, that she was like singled out, you know, by the Lord to me, I would pray for her. I said, Lord, what is this about? Why are you showing me this? about her i don't know her i've never met her <laughs> i started praying for her and asking the lord about it and then i went to my mother my mother's been my prayer warrior through many things and awesome. ministry and so i went to my mom and i was wanting to talk to her about it and she she asked actually asked me was i dating anybody anybody interested in that i'm interested in that kind of thing and i said well mom you know no, there's some ladies that I've talked with, but nobody that's really the one, you know. And I said, but as a matter of fact, there is one lady, it seems like. The Lord just, he just highlights. I, I keep seeing her on uh, Facebook in my feed. Who is she? And I tell her. And she said, well, just call her. And I said, well, uh, Mama, I don't have her number. How can I call her? Oh, I'm just a friend with her, but I, I'm friends with many, many people I don't even know. And uh, she just continued to encourage me to reach out. And it just so happened her mother had, had a birthday and turned uh, 90. And so I saw that. Diana made her a cake or something there, and I wished her mother happy birthday. And then I think that same evening, Diana had seen, I, I did a lot of evangelistic work. And during that time, the nation was shut down with COVID, and mm -hmm. I was invited I'm a musician as well, a worshiper, and so uh, I was being invited to come and, and do street events and let us worship events, and I was uh, doing that, and she saw where I was down in Florida ministering, and she commented on one of my posts, and we talked a little bit there, and then I asked her, could I talk to her on Messenger, and that's how it all started, honestly, and then from there, we began to, to talk about meeting each other face-to-face, -face. and once we met face-to-face, -face, then we started our courtship, really, and um, and it was many, many confirmations. God just began to show himself strong, and, and this, this is my will. This is my purpose. This is my plan. This is the one I have for you, and uh, in the same way with Diana. Well, that, Miss Diana, <laughs> is what we wanted to know. God gave you an in. I love that fact that um, the birthday cake was yeah. the open door to a, an introduction. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. kind of, when I think about that, I'm like, wow, a birthday celebration to celebrate mama. And at the right. same time, it begins a new celebration. It's really yeah. kind of cool. Just think, I'm just sitting there thinking about that. Like, that's really kind of neat. Because yeah. I was talking to an, an elder of mine, um, Apostle Tim, and he is recently married, and 
he is saying, he said the same things that what you were alluding to, Rick, with, you just, I don't have time to play around. You know, I'm not here to get the hookup. I'm not here to do anything other. I want who God desires me to be with. Yes. And so many settle for counterfeits. They right. settle for the superficial um, popcorn relationship where, you know, I need to get it in 30 seconds and I need everything to be a minute after that, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Right. And just listening to you, and it's like when you just wait and you do the work. Now, waiting on the Lord isn't just sitting back and waiting on the Lord and you got nothing right. else to do. It's putting in the work. And so listen to what you're saying, Rick. Others, if you're in a situation where you are maybe kind of dating, maybe kind of don't know if you want to be in another relationship, maybe there have been some hiccups in your life, maybe there's been some soul closets that you don't like looking into. But when you wait on the Lord, if you listen to what Rick was saying, he was a, he's a musician. He also works. Uh, he is past, pastoring. He's doing ministry. And on the flip side, uh, Diana is in her ministry. She is working her, her work. She's putting good use to her talents and her business. And it's not about the stars aligning. So you can get over and get with me later with all this. I'm waiting for the stars to align for my, my right one. No, when you wait on the Lord, he gives you work to do to take care yeah. of yourself. And yeah. when as you're doing what Father has you do, it's like what you're saying, Rick. He makes that connection. He gives you that opportunity, and you took it. Yeah. Oh, your birthday cake. I love it. I Michael, love it. Yeah. So I think, like, a lot of women, I, I say with single women, I think the reason why they settle is because they think in their mind, well, I've been divorced before, or, um, you know, um, God isn't, isn't hearing my prayers when mm -hmm. he is time listening, you know? And I think women just get discouraged because they're like, well, here I am single Saturday night and I'm stuck at home, mm -hmm. you know? So they go, you know, and they get discouraged. So they'll just, you know, settle for anyone for a mess, you know, <laughs> a mess waiting to happen. So, I think women need to get busy and just stay busy, uh, like women fellowship and women conferences, just to boost their uh, their discouragement, basically, you know. And um, I'm going to be, I have a, a singles conference that I'm going to be speaking at um, in September mm. in, te in uh, Texas. Um, so I just want to encourage, like, the ladies, basically the single ones that, you know, that are waiting, that are willing to uh, devalue themselves and their calling and, you know, devalue and diminish what God has placed in them. Um, so they each have a calling. Everyone has a calling. So it's your job to seek God, you know. And ask him, Lord, what is my calling? What mm -hmm. have you called me to do? But I think just the single women, the you know, they're just desperate. Um, and they're willing just to single, I mean, just to settle. Yeah. Whoever's out there, whoever will look at them, say hello. Yeah. And so they're, you know, they're desperate. Now, Rick, speak to, speak to the guy piece, Rick. Speak to the guy yeah. piece. 
to yeah, say, yeah. you know, and on the flip side of that, it's true with men as well. Mm-hmm. On, on men, uh, however, I think, you know, God just made us different. He made, <laughs> he made a woman, and then, you know, as a rule, women are more emotional. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're are driven by their emotions more than a man in most cases. But, um, but men still have emotions as well. God made us that way. So we get lonely, and we want uh, companionship, especially, say, a godly man. A godly man, uh, he still has the desire for that woman, that godly mate, but he also still has flesh, and he still has to deal with his mind. You know, the part that gets born again when we get saved is our heart, our spirit. And we still have to, we've got to deal with our bodies and we've got to deal with our mind. So God don't save our bodies at the moment we get saved. No, he saves our spirits, our hearts. He, it's up to us to renew our minds and it's up to us to make our bodies do right. And so where men miss it a lot of time, I think, now I'm speaking from experience, okay? I'm mm-hmm. a transparent preacher, okay? Sometimes uh, preachers are not so transparent, but I've always been transparent. I believe in being honest and being real with yourself and real with God. That's right. Honest and real with yourself and honest and real with God, you find favor. And so I just, you know, I, I found from my experiences that what where I ended up in the ditch or uh, in the pit at times is where I allowed my flesh and my emotions to rule me rather than to follow the Spirit of God in mm. my heart. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where most men get off base and miss it. Even godly men, because you see, godly men still have the same flesh I do, you know, or any other man has. Mm-hmm. We still have to deal with that. And so, but you have to come to a place spiritually. You have to be spiritually driven, not flesh, carnal, or emotional driven and so i think what happens with most men or a lot of men when they're in the same predicament or situation that i was in divorce you know and called to the ministry uh you know i've been in the ministry just about all my life i've pastored churches i've been associate pastor i've traveled as a traveling minister and find myself in a divorce you know Mm -hmm. and and then god gives me a word back 2016 about my future bride the handmaiden that he was rescuing just like he rescued me from a bad marriage he said he was rescuing her as well and he gave me practical information that i needed to do spiritual warfare with to believe and to receive the the promise of my future wife and um what i did is honestly being transparent as i let my emotions and my loneliness and Everything else that is pulling on the flesh hinder me for a while there. You know, I went through such loneliness after my divorce that it it hindered my relationship with God, and I got off base for a little while. And but God was always there; He didn't leave me. I just was straying. Mm-hmm. And a lot of ministers do that. I think a lot of Christians do that when they go through these troubles and these trials of life. And in this particular situation, we're talking about being single and trying to find your mate. Um, but what happened is I, I came to the place where, you know, uh, yeah, I blew it a few times. And I, 
And I, I went past the red flags when God was clearly trying to tell me, you have no business with this lady. She is not the one for you. Stop trying to make her my promise. You're going to get an Ishmael, just, you know, just like Abraham did. Mm. And, so, uh, and so I came to the place where I was at the end of myself, and I said, God, not only have I repented and said I'm sorry and I've turned and gone the other way, I am not going to get into another relationship unless I know that she's fitting the criteria of the woman that you said she's supposed to be. And uh, I, God gave me simple things. He said, she's going to love me with all of her heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm. And she's going she's gonna to love you the same way, Rick. That's what he told me way back then in 2016. And he also said, and she's called to the ministry like you are. And she's going to love the ministry and people just like you love people. And then he told me some other things about my ministry and how that once we come together that our ministry would be. But what I finally did is once I come to myself and realize that I cannot allow my emotions to rob me, I cannot allow my flesh to rob me anymore. I've got to stand strong what I know I've heard from God and not be sucked into any of these other things. Once I made that decision, it was like God just brought her into my life, you know, and there she was. He highlighted her. And then once I got to know her in courtship, got to know her, she fit the bill on everything that he said. And not only that, she exceeded it. She went further than what God had even promised me. And he gave me so many words, and some were notable ministers that I didn't even really know mm. that came my life and gave me timely words that confirmed everything he had promised me and here we are you know i think a product of just allowing the holy spirit to lead us and guide us and we are i mean we're living the life we really are we love what we do uh we love each other with all of our heart and we're just excited about what god has called us to do and just to be a part of it you talked about the ditch and then I had a backup question to the ditch because this is a conversation. And then you answered the question because I like what you're saying. And it's not just men, but I think women and men, when we're in this ditch, yeah, yeah, you're stuck. And then you said something really kind of cool. You said you had to come to the end of yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if... It's, that, it's like the catch-22. You're in the ditch. You want to get help, but yet you get comfortable in that ditch. You start playing with the soil. You start playing with stuff. Then you start imaginary. Imagination starts to run wild and so on and so forth. But you talked about it. You know, you had to put the work in, in the ditch. Notice how I was listening to you. I'm paying attention. I was listening to you. And notice that you didn't come out immediately. You That's had right. to go through some, some, yeah. some work. And then you said... You had to return to yourself. You came yeah. to the end of yourself, and then you returned to yourself, and that's full completion. And then, voila, you're coming out of the ditch, and then who's waiting for you? Your handmaiden, your best. That's right. Yeah, and Michael, um, speaking of handmaidens, you know, I kept getting confirmations, too. Like, one night, I was just emotionally so heavy. My heart was so heavy, and... You know, I, I cried so many tears, you know, because of the frustration 
of constantly getting my heart torn apart into pieces, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I couldn't handle it anymore. And what I did was all I knew what to do was to lay prostrate on the floor. And just, I started weeping and, you know, sometimes our tears are our prayers. Okay. Sometimes the tears and, you know, we have only the strength to say three words, Lord, I need you. Well, it's four words. So all, you know, (laughs) we only have the strength to say those words, Lord, I need you. And, you know, even tears are our prayers, you know, and um, I, when, when Rick was telling me the testimony of, of the word handmaiden, well, they kind of confirmed a prophetic word that I got a long time ago where this person said to me, the Lord is calling you his handmaiden. Man, when I heard that, I told Rick, I said, you won't believe this. I mean, we just kept getting confirmation one after the other, you know, and so we knew without a shadow of a doubt, like I'm telling, I'm telling the listeners, look, God gives confirmations at at least to show you, Mm -hmm. show you, you know, who the, who the one, you know, who the person is for you. Okay. I dated other people and I never had this peace. Um, I never had confirmations. And just like Rick said, I exceeded everything. Well, he exceeded my list too as well because I kept I kept telling the Lord, you know, my heart. I'm like, and I kept seeing myself married to a pastor and him and I serving God together. And what does the Lord give me? A pastor? We have a church and we're serving God together. And you know what's so cool, Michael, is that in under one year, and this is only God that can do this, okay? Mm-hmm. Under one year, we were courting, we got married, we became pastors of a church, and then we got a house. This was on all under one year. How's that happen? You, that, that doesn't happen in 2022, does right? it? Right. <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic right. come on somebody <laughs> that doesn't happen hey, I think they did something else too she she also uh had some health problems that had been there for years yeah that changed once we were healed uh once we were married and uh she she was healed of her, her back some problems with her back mm-hmm. and pain Good. and her neck that uh she was she was really even after our marriage struggling with it there for a little while but the lord told me that she was going to receive her healing after we were married and i told her it was going to change and it sure has and it's like it's like she doesn't have ha, have had it even yeah past, i have you know? yeah, i have no back pain whatsoever mm-hmm. oh neck pain like usually i couldn't sleep on my back because it was so painful now I could sleep on my back. I stretch without pain. Yeah. I could turn my neck. And this was just like when you're walking God's will, he, he manifests like he'll heal you physically, emotionally. He heals your heart, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you're walking in his will. And as you know, and also 
for the one he has for you. Right. I mean, he does amazing things when you're walking in his will. Yes, he does. It's a very true statement. And marriage and ministry is what we're talking about in ministry and marriage. And it's safe to say that you two are a partnership outside of the church obligations. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You know something else talking about ministry. Um, I was sitting here thinking when when Diana was just sharing some things. Yeah. Um, I was, like I mentioned earlier, I was a pastor. I'd pastored a few churches prior to this church. And um, my last church that I had pastored was prior to my divorce in 2016. But the Lord told me that I'd done all I could do with that church to re- resign and go into the business world. So that's what I did. I, I resigned. And went into the business world, not knowing really which direction the Lord was going to take me at that time. But, you know, it's all about obedience is just putting one foot in front of the other in the direction that the Lord is leading you. And you just being faithful with a little bit of what he's given you, he'll he'll add that to you, your little bit, and it'll become much. So as I began to to do that, uh, you know, the Lord really blessed me in the business world. But the thing is, is. The Lord spoke to me way back then on just the uh, just the preface of just before we actually before I went through the divorce. He told me I would pastor again. And uh, he said, but he was going to use me in uh, evangelistic apostolic type ministry. And uh, while I'm in the business world and that's what I did, I, I traveled and did speaking engagements and and ministered in that way along with the business world. Uh, but I knew from the Lord that there was coming a time that I would pastor again. But he didn't say it specifically, but it's like I knew it in my heart. I wouldn't pastor again until I was married and had that woman that he had promised me. And, um, you know, that's just the way it happened. I had opportunities to pastor mm-hmm. during that time, but I never did get the peace that that was the right thing to do. So I continued to travel and continue to do my, my, uh, making tents like the apostle Paul, you know, do your secular work and do what you need to do. And, but then the Lord in just a matter of no time after we got married, he opened up a door and supernaturally made it so clear that we were supposed to pastor the church that we're pastoring now. And, uh, and, and as we walked through that door, God did so much more, and he blessed us with a new home. And, um, you know, it's just amazing if you will just look to the Lord and really get to the place where you're tired of doing things your own way, trying to make things happen. If you will just really surrender everything and say, Lord, I've done it my way, mm-hmm. and it's been good, and I'm at the end of myself, I just want you. I just want your plan. I want your purposes. I'm not going to do anything else unless I know that's what you have for me. See, that's that's crucial. And with this, how do you take what you have and help those who are outside of the kingdom, who, who may not believe in Jesus? I won't say not know because we're in America and you ought to know about the name of Jesus. You, you have heard of something related to yeah. Jesus, right? Yeah. Um, but what if I don't believe? And yeah. you're talking about something for, for when, I'm, when I'm in my 40s and I'm 
you don't understand I'm in my 20s I'm in my 30s and how do you package your testimony to those who are you know younger than us I'm, I'm just gonna hey I'm, I'm 50 this year so yeah. you know people are this popcorn generation where they they want it less than 30 seconds but right. how do you package your testimony I guess that's the best the worst thing I could probably say package how do you share your testimony with others who want that relationship who want all those goals and dreams and, and the things that they have been desiring but they don't want to put in the work or they don't want to wait i should say don't want to wait you know yeah. or, or they want to give up because i've been waiting too long rick you don't understand yeah. diane it's been it's been blah 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 right? right how do you talk to that piece well First of all, I would I usually ask a lot of questions, you mm -hmm. know, because I do get women that inbox me with their issues and you know, and with them getting frustrated and annoyed, I just frankly say to them, Well, how is that working for you? Mm. How is your frustration working for you? How is that being annoyed working for you? Is it working for you good, for your good or for your bad? You know, and I'm really straightforward i don't sugarcoat anything <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> no she calls me so i basically just tell them straight out um i'm going to tell them the truth you know and be real with them and be like well if it to happen to me it can happen to you you know because if you're called to be married you know and god has placed that desire in your heart obviously it's god that has someone for you, you know, because sometimes, Michael, when someone makes, you know, because sometimes men and women are not called to be married, um, because basically he will give you a peace, you know, he will give you peace in your heart and your spirit, you know, and really you're not worried about getting a man or a woman, you know. God will give you that supernatural peace that only you could feel, you know? Mm -hmm. So not everyone's called to be married, you know? But, um, and I will, you know, I will tell them because I'm I'm really bold. I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat anything. And I'm transparent too as well, you know? And I will tell them also my experiences. But first I will ask them questions, you know? Yeah. And that will show me a lot. When I ask him a question, so first I ask questions and then I just go bullseye. <laughs> you know, I just go straight. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, and especially in what in what we're dealing with in this generation, and I say find a country, pick a country, find a problem, because there's yeah. problems in every country, and yeah. the familial, I believe, are is the most problems that many nations are dealing with. Their family matters. Yeah. You know, yeah. from children being uh, left behind, um, from yeah. our, our, our girls, and not just girls being sexually abused, spiritually abused, emotionally abused, psychologically abused. It's guys, too. But yeah, it's the sure. family setting. And if you're in a ditch, and I'm, I want to just go back to this. It's really kind of, I love having conversations like this because it's, what do I do when I'm in the ditch? Yeah. I don't believe in your, your Savior, but what do I, what do, I do? How do yeah. I get out of this ditch? Can you help me, Rick, with this ditch problem? Because yeah. I've been in this, and I'm now I'm boozing. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I can't help but being violent. I can't help. It's like 
Mad Lib, fill in the blank. Yeah. Because we, you know, we get it. Not everyone is in. Yeah. And many are out, but want to get in, but don't like what they're seeing. That's keeping them from getting in, if you know what I'm saying. Right, right. Well, you know, um, the truth is a lot of people um, that are in the ditch, they're there because they did it themselves. Come you know, on. They got up in the ditch. Mm-hmm. And whether it be Christian or non-Christian, if it's a non-Christian, I, I'm, I'm just like Diana. I'm ask certain questions. Uh, and as I ask those questions, usually the Holy Spirit will help me in what I need to say to them mm-hmm. and and directing them and witnessing to them. But if it's a non-believer, somebody that has never been born again, uh, never had an experience or an encounter with God, I find that out through the course of a little bit of questioning. Um, then I'm going to tell them and say, I know you say you don't believe in God and you're not serving God, but let me just tell you about my life. So I share my experiences. Mm -hmm. Whether it's, uh, you know, a marriage issue or whether it's uh, a physical problem that God brought me through or or a financial dilemma that I ended up making for myself and then God rescued me out of it. Because, I mean, God has done so many wonderful things in my life not that I deserved it or earned it by no means, but God showed me grace, unmerited favor, and brought me out of that ditch. And so as I, you know, hear a little bit from the questions I may ask, the Lord will direct me in what to say or do. And I've, I've learned over the years of ministry and following the Lord, it's best to obey the Lord and say or do whatever it is that he's asking of me. Even though it may be very hard and very uncomfortable, um, if you want to be used by God, you got to put yourself at risk and pay the price. And so I have found that that's, you know, the way I minister to people. Be real, genuine, like I said earlier. You know, you just got to be real with yourself and real with God. Be real with people, too. Right. When you're trying to minister to people, don't try to be super Superman spiritually. Be honest. Even tell about your failures. Mm-hmm. Tell about you know, your mistakes. You know, at, use wisdom in what you say, especially if you're ministering to a complete heathen. You know, somebody don't know God and understand grace. Uh, but you you have to be transparent and real. And if you do that, I have found in dealing with that the uh, people that are unchurched and and not born again today, uh, that a lot of them, especially with what's going on in the world scene today, uh, they're looking for reality. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not looking for religion. They're not looking for the stuff that we've been giving them for many, many years. They're looking for reality. Yep. So if we can give them a real God, <laughs> you know, the God that has brought us out, brought us through the fire, the God that's rescued us and got us out of the ditch, if we can introduce them to this real God, then um, I found that their heart is usually open and they're receptive. It just takes the work of the Holy Spirit then to convict them and bring them to a place of, of true repentance and surrender. Hey, Michael. Yeah. Can I answer ask something? <laughs> Why are you sure you're part of the conversation? <laughs> oh, I just wanted to add something. Um, yeah. 
encourage the listeners, just because Rick and I are pastors, doesn't mean mm-hmm. we, you know, mm-hmm. we walked, we walked so perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Come on. (laughs) So what I'm saying is our real calling, it's just not pastors. Right. Our real calling is I'm a daughter of a king. That's right. And and Rick is a son of a king. That's right. That's our true calling, Michael. Mm -hmm. Not just pastors. You know, we do we right. We do have flesh too as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're not perfect. Uh, we do have a past. God has forgiven us. We've repented, you know. So we do walk in forgiveness. But people do need to know, just because we're pastors, that's our, I don't want to say job, but that's our calling. But my identity as is as, you know, daughter of a king and son of a king. That's my identity, not a pastor. That's our calling. Yeah. You get that's truth because it, it's it goes back to the scriptures as you go heal the sick as right. you go first position right. is, is being a son and so maybe the identity is out of order and this is the beautiful thing of this conversation is yeah. it's a real conversation yeah. you know uh, you're you're talking to two individuals um well, i'm getting to know rick and i can tell you from the truth here this is transparency my elder sister and I, we had a falling out, a major falling out. Yeah. And, and it was father that put us back into fellowship. And when we came back into fellowship, this is how good God is. It is as if we didn't skip a beat. Wow. Because yeah. there is that ministry of reconciliation to your, your elders, your, your brother and sister as you live in fellowship. Right. So... Uh-huh. What you're hearing, what this conversation, this is real life conversation because it wasn't pride or arrogance or saying, well, you know, I, I can't, I can't be in fellowship with you, Deanna, because you did this to me and you hurt my feeling. No, get, we, I mean, that's, that's so immature and amateurist mm-hmm. that it, it takes the reverence of our heavenly father to say, you know, that's my sister right there. Yeah. And Lord, wow. as you say, I'll do. That's right. Yeah. And so the beautiful thing is you guys are listening to a connection. And I was going to ask you as I'm listening to this, because this is like, this is really beautiful. I feel like I'm making up concoction here in the lab. And this is really, this is good stuff because I believe we don't go into reality like this because of the fear of what people may look and, and say about others when they, when we open up the envelope. I call it the soul soul closet. Yeah. And we get to expose the, the, the soul and the nature and the spirit simultaneously because it's all like scenes of life. And I was thinking about, and this is kind of a cool question now because now in listening, it, it kind of harnesses, who has inspired you guys now? Mm. Who has inspired, I mean, outside of you two and being mm-hmm. the inspiration for each other, who, who can you look to to say you know get your empowerment and inspiration outside of the kingdom outside of the kingdom yeah yeah well i mean i what inspires me <laughs> what inspires me basically where i push harder like myself mm-hmm. uh, basically 
it's it's me, mm. you know, because of what I don't want, you know, and what I have, what I endured in the past. Yeah. Like, myself really has inspired me because I knew what I didn't want, but I knew what I wanted as well. And I brought that to the Lord. So basically, I want to say I inspired myself because, you know, I'm my own teacher, <laughs> you know, and I knew what I didn't want, you know, and, and the Lord really inspired me as to, you know, ask him and seek him on what I really wanted in a man. And like I said, he went over and above when he gave me Rick because Rick is everything, you know, that I've been praying about and more, really. <laughs> so, Amen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Big baby. A to the men, for real. And I'm not saying that because it's a, an overused word. I'm like, thank you. Satisfaction guaranteed. Um, ride or die. All of that. And thank you. <laughs> oh, and I wanted to add. Yeah. It's that you say, you know, we had a falling out. But the thing is, we put everything under the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Is that he removes, he moves things from the north to the south, to the east to the west. You know, I could be, I could be saying it wrong. But the thing is, I don't even remember the falling out, what it was about. And we don't have to talk about that. But my, my saying is, I don't even remember what it was about. Like the Lord gave me amnesia about that, so okay, go on, Rick. <laughs> that's the that's the smoothness of the bridge of life. That's why I love the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He just smooths it out. You know those ditches. He just covers it up. Yeah. And so, so what? Did, what did you want to say, Rick, about what influenced you? Who influenced? Well, you know, thinking, trying to uh, figure out somebody outside of the kingdom that inspires me. Uh, there are certain certain people that's done wonderful things uh, that are not born again, but I think the ones that has inspired me most uh, would have been uh, my granddad. I was, you know, I was, like I said earlier, I, I was raised in the ministry. My granddad was my my pastor when I was just a little boy. Mm. He, he was a pastor for 68 years and um, a tremendous man of God. And, um, he made such an impact on my life, he and my grandmother. And, of course, uh, on my mother's side, too, my, my grandmother on my mom's side was a great influence on my life. But I think Papa, uh, he, he just really influenced my life and helped to shape me. Because I knew I was uh, called to the ministry as just a young boy. Mm -hmm. uh, I was able to talk with Papa about it. And as I grew up, like I said, Papa was a pastor. He was my pastor. So in the early, early part of my life, you know, I am in the ministry. I'm setting up chairs and putting up tables and I'm doing, you know, ministry spelt W-O-R-K. Right. You know, that's fine. But yeah. a lot of people, you know, uh, ministry is really work. Yeah. And so I was involved in ministry all of my life. Uh, that don't mean I did everything perfect and did everything right because I got away from God uh, when I was a young man. Uh, but it was a short season, a short-lived thing, and uh, the whole time I was miserable because I was a transgressor. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but God, 
Yeah, but God got a hold of me, you know, and I repented, thank God, and, and got it right and, and uh, followed him in preparing for ministry. But Papa was one of the uh, main ones that influenced me concerning fully surrendering to God, mm-hmm. lear- learning to follow him and, uh, you know, surrender to the ministry and that kind of thing. And then there was many, many other ministers that were there uh, through the years that had great influence and impact on my life. Um, But hopefully that answered your question. You know, I think that's awesome because, you know, you had your grandfather, which was really, you know, the seeds are there. The the connection to, to heritage, to lineage, to your future. But... At the end of the night, it's like I'm being raised. I'm being raised, and you know, I, I this generation, you know, you there's that bridge of life that's missing. Right. When right. you can, when you can go back to your grandma, your grandpapa, um, right, and you can say, "This is the one who I became a sponge, and everything that he did, rather good or bad, in between." Far right, left, upside down. I, I, it, it created this, this little, this little creation in me. Yeah. Well, you know, Papa, I can remember going to him when I was just a little boy. I, at five years old, I had an encounter with God in awesome. my Papa's closet. I was in my my granddad's uh, closet, sitting on his shoes, and I get to talking about it, I can smell the leather of the shoes. I really can. It was so real. It's still such a real thing to me today. But while I was in there, I was praying and just five-year-old kid, you know, talking to Jesus. And uh, I, I heard the Lord say that he wanted to use me and that I would preach for him and that I would be a prophet to the nations. Now, I didn't understand what that meant, of course, at five years old. Mm-hmm. But I remember that that encounter that I had with God still to this day, and uh, and as He spoke to me, I had my little New Testament in the closet with me. I couldn't read; I was five years old. But I had my little New Testament that I carried around with me, and I got out of that closet. We had I was at my granddad's house. We had company there. I went in there and I began to preach. I jumped up on a little footstool that my granddad had. I said, everybody listen to me. I've got to preach. And I opened up my little New Testament and I stuck my thumb in it like I could hold it open and read. I couldn't. And I pointed my other, my pointing finger, I pointed and said, for God, I knew John 3.16 and I, I preached John 3.16. I said, for God to love the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you don't get saved, you're going to hell. That was my message, my first message. And, uh, you know, it, it was the beginning of the journey of serving God mm. in my little boy. Mm-hmm. And knowing that God had his hand on my life. And I began to talk to Papa about it. And I can remember even at 10 and 11 years old going to Papa and say, Papa, tell me Jesus stories. Tell me about your time when you went preaching in the Brush Harbor meetings, you know, and catching the train with Lester Summerall and, and another preacher, uh, Norman Busby, and going and preaching, you know, and he would tell me the stories. And talking about heritage on my mama's side, 
my great granddad was a, a, a circuit rider. He rode the horse and traveled the country and preached, and he was a radio preacher as well. Oh, wow. So, have a, a rich Pentecostal heritage. I really do. And so, I would say that that's where I get a lot of my inspiration. Well, that's beautiful. That's, that's relationship, you know? Yeah. And gosh, it's like, you know, Rick, we got we to gotta sit down and gap because, you know, you're, <laughs> you're saying some things. And I'm like, I think we might be on the same the same street in a couple of these villages from my my past so i would you know time yeah. flies when you're having fun you guys i i didn't get through half the conversation i wanted to get to but i think this this is right here because this is the rich this is the main course at this table and you can kind of pick and choose and what you want to eat off of and you know my hope honestly is for all you night owls listening that one thing that you hear that's for you because there's so much to eat off of when you know we're talking about marriage and ministry and ministry and marriage and we have even just touched five percent not even five percent of the totality we didn't even talk about date night we didn't talk yeah. about you know what what you could have done better if you knew when you were just getting yeah. started yeah. but see this is this is conversation yeah and this is what is missing and that's why I love this yeah. podcast. It's Conversation Thursdays. We get to just open and get lighthearted. And in the lightheartedness, you, there's the reality of what it is to live life. And that's why I appreciate about you. Um, I call everyone, I call Diana sis. She is my older sis. And, and Rick, you being my older brother, I can't wait to get and we can have some conversation. But this is what this conversation is about. I love the fact that you relate to your papa. And I know Diana with, with, with Mama DiStefano. Um, so, you know, the spirit is all over me, and but time flies. And so what do you do when time flies? Yeah. You fly yeah. out of time. Um, before we close up, because we're, 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 well, we're cutting into it here in the lab. We're cutting in on the lab. How, how can they reach out to you? How can they reach out to this old soul in Moss Point, Mississippi, and his spouse? How could they reach out to you? Well, uh, you can reach us. Um, we you talking about contacting us for address? Yep. Yeah, on Facebook. How well, my email? My email address is Rick Hart Ministries. That's R I C K H A R T Ministries at Gmail dot com, and that's probably the best way. Or you can also connect with us on Facebook. Uh, we're all over uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. So. Uh, but you can connect with us, send us a friend request, and uh, we'll accept you. Just let us know that, you know, you listened in on the broadcast, you know, so we know who you are. Um, I'm, I'm on Facebook as well, Diana Hart as well, H-A-R-T. And then my email is Diana, period, Stefano, D-I-S-T-E-F-A-N-O. And the number seven at yahoo.com. So, yeah, if you reach out to us on Facebook, let us know that you listened in on Thursday on the podcast. And that's a wrap. Thank you, Diana. Thank you, Rick. You're inside night moods. Good night. Good night.